Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning and praise the Lord. It's a good day to praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. So don't want to praise the Lord just for that. Then we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on and rejoice on this wonderful Sunday morning. We got another chance to come in and praise his name. So that's just enough to give you glory. Come on and praise the name of Jesus. Clap your hands. You got to do something. Clap your hands. Open up your mouth and tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord, for breathing my body. Thank you, Lord, for keeping my mind. Thank you, Lord, for keeping my family safe. Thank you, Lord, for keeping our church family safe. Come on and praise the name of Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 He's worthy to be praised today. Hallelujah. He's worthy every day, but come on. He's worthy this morning. Hallelujah. So we don't have to worry, we can lean, we don't have to lean into our own understanding.
promise you gotta make. I will hide your word in your mind. I will hide your word in my heart. I will hide your word in my heart. Come on and clap your hands with Jesus. If you're making a promise that you're gonna hide his word that never returns back to you, boy. You, you've seen it happen. You've seen this word never return back to you, boy. So come on and praise the name of Jesus just for that. Hallelujah. Yeah. So trust in the So y'all don't sing. Let them sing it. Say, say, ride them. Say.
We only have one today, and this is Autumn Rose May. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, I know you can do better than that. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord this morning. Amen. I know that God has done some amazing things for you this past week. Um, but before we get started, do we have any visitors today? Any visitors, if you are, please stand up. We want to see who you are. If you have a visitor by you, just give them an elbow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We just want to, and if we have any visitors virtually, we just want to sing you a song really quick.
this morning, and then he'll be in Cleveland later on today. So uh, we're going to go ahead and pray for him. Um, and we also want to pray for Brother Norwood. He was rushed to the hospital this morning um, with pneumonia. So if we could go ahead and pray for both of them and uh, anyone else that you may think of as we're praying, go ahead and lift them up as well. All right, let's go ahead and pray for them. God, we thank you for today. We thank you, God, that you are God and God all by yourself. God, we thank you, God, for your word and its truth, God. As we just sang, your word does not go out and come back void without doing what you, in which it was accomplished, God. We thank you, God, that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword, God. We thank you that when we pray your word, we can expect change in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that healing is the children's bread. God, we pray for Brother Norwood right now in the name of Jesus. We speak life to his body right now in the name of Jesus, God. We pray, God, that we thank you that pneumonia is not too hard for you, God. We thank you, God, that he is completely healed and whole in the name of Jesus. As sickness tries to attack his body, God, we thank you, God, that your word, God, your word is what we can stand on, God. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sin. God, we have your word to hold on to. God, we thank you for your word. Your word, your word, God. We speak life to his body. We speak wholeness to his body. We speak healing to his body. Even right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your word that we can stand on. My God. We thank you for your word that we can stand on, God. We thank you, God, for the testimony that's going to come out of this. We thank you, God, and we're expecting it. We're standing in anticipation for healness and wholeness in his body. We thank you, God, that he's going to stand up here and give a testimony for all that you've done for his body. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God, for his family, God. You keep them. Help them to stand on your word, God like no other in the name of Jesus nothing is too hard COVID is not too hard for you cancer is not too hard for you God pneumonia is not too hard for you diabetes is not too hard for you and we thank you God we have your word you've given us your word and we're so grateful this morning we're so grateful for your word we pray God for our pastor God as he travels and ministers your word we thank you, God, that freedom will enter into people's lives because of your word. It is your word, God, that we, that is what we have to stand on. And I pray, God, that as they're traveling, that you would just keep them in the name of Jesus as they travel up and down the highway today. Keep them, God, and his family, God. I thank you, God, for safe return in the name of Jesus. And it's all for your glory. It's all for your glory and your glory alone. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your word, God. There's just something about the word of God, I tell you. I, I, I've always been taught. I grew up, of course, grew up in church. And I remember being in prayer ministries on Friday 
at 12 and 13 years old. And that's what I learned was that when you pray the word, things have to change. I can pray, God, thank you, and I can pray everything else. But when I pray the word, I can expect things to change. So if you're praying something, if you're praying about something, pray the word of God. It says in the Bible that he places his word above his name, above his name. We already know his name is holy. But when he says, I put my word above my name, that means that I can depend on his word. It won't return to him void, I promise you. So if you're praying for something, pray his word, open up your word and pray it right back to him. Amen. word of God. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into the word. I won't hold you long. Um, like I said, I'm not pastor. I'm just Ashley. And today we're actually doing children's church. And we're going to go ahead and read the scripture for today. And then um, after I read the scripture, the children are going to come up and minister. And I'll be right back. If you can stand up. Our scripture for today is going to be James 11.6. If you have your Bibles, you can open that up. Again, our scripture for today is James eleven six, And it's a fairly short scripture, and it just says, Without faith, no one can please God. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who truly want to find him. I'm going to read that one more time. Without faith, no one can please God. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who truly want to find him. You can be seated. So I, um, <clears throat> I heard um, someone say, I thank God for life in my body. And last week, we received the testimony of someone uh, being gone for five days, if I'm not mistaken, right? Being out of his body. And so, can we just lift up our hands and tell God, thank you for life in our body? Because it could be a different way. I don't know if you can hear me, it, but it could be a totally different way. But he didn't see fit to let none of those things be. So we should tell him, thank you, Lord. We are grateful. Thank you, Lord. We, we, we go through the monotonous of every day, but we should still tell him thank you for life in our body. Just a simple thing. Amen. So we're going to sing a song. Everybody knows about grateful. Okay. We're going to be grateful. We're going to sing it together. Amen. Amen. done 
that's grateful this morning. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And I won't be before you long. I know you hear that all the time when, <laughs> when there's a guest speaker or something. I promise I'm going to try not to be before you long. Um, today is Children's Church Church. Children's Church Church in Big Church. And um, like I said, my name is Ashley. And what I want to do today is teach. I actually have a, a PowerPoint that's going to come up for you guys. I'm going to talk to you all like we're in Children's Church. And I'm going to teach you that's who I am by nature. That's what I've grown up here doing is teaching. So... I want to teach today. Um, I'm sorry there's not going to be any shouting or running around. I'm going to teach. And today we're going to talk about faith in tough situations. Can you guys say that with me? Faith in tough situations. And today we're going to talk about the story of Rahab. Does anybody know who Rahab is in the Bible? So we're going to talk about faith in tough situations, the story of Rahab. And um, that story comes out of Joshua chapter 2. Um, so as I said earlier, my scripture for today, however, 
comes out of James eleven six, and I'm going to read that one more time for you and it says faith or sorry without faith no one can please God anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real number one and that he rewards those who truly want to find him so what is faith do I have my powerpoint there we go yeah so what is faith by definition or example what is faith can you guys throw out some answers to me what is faith what is it belief in God confidence and belief in God what else yes ma'am what else trust what else what is it love nice yeah faith obedience right all right so my definition is faith is strong belief uh uh-huh or trust in someone or something i'm gonna say that again strong belief or trust in someone or something one more time just to drive it home faith is strong belief or trust in someone or something does that does that sit well with you all okay awesome so an example today (laughs) you believe that as you sat down on the pew or in the in the pew or in the chairs up front that it would hold you you sat down without even thinking about it you just sat some of us put our arm on the back of the chair we were cool when we sat down we were confident that it was going to hold us right when you drove here today when you drove when you got out the house you probably looked up at the sky to see what kind of weather we were expecting you walked to the car you got in the car and you got in the car and drove and didn't even think about whether or not the sky would fall right right so you sat down in your chair or in the pew and you drove here and you had strong faith in the fact that the sky was going to stay where it was you had strong belief that the chair was going to hold you when you sat down right that is strong belief or trust in something or someone does that make sense all right all right so faith suggests assurance and guarantee if we're not careful with faith it could teeter a little bit on arrogance right it's kind of arrogant of us to think that the chair is going to hold us right or that the sky is not going to fall nobody said that it was actually going to do that we're just believing that it's going to do that right so the opposite of faith is mistrust right and doubt and I would even say if you don't have faith then you more than likely are fearful and perhaps even afraid so if I was didn't have faith that the sky would stay where it was the opposite of that is fear right or mistrust so I would be afraid oh my gosh I'm not going out today who knows if that sky is going to fall or I'm not going to sit down anywhere because man this chair is going to fall right so that's the opposite of faith it's it's kind of like mistrust it's there's no guarantee there 
So why are we talking about faith? And like I said, I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to get straight to the point. The reason we're talking about faith is because as Christians and believers in God, remember strong faith or faith is strong belief in something or someone. So as believers in God, it is important that we know and understand that our faith in God must be active and not passive. Let me say that again. It is important that we know and understand that our faith in God must be active, moving, and not passive. So when I say active, I'm saying moving. Our faith in God must be moving. It must be growing. It isn't limited. It is effective. It is alive and lively. It is working. Uh huh. So as Christians, and our faith, our faith should be moving. It should be visible. It should be visibly moving. Not just saying, oh, my faith is growing. I need to see it. I need to see your faith moving. It needs to be growing. You can't have that same mustard seed faith that you had when you were five. I need some bigger faith as you grow in God. Amen, somebody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it is not limited. When I have faith, it, my faith is not limited to just sitting in a chair. My faith is bigger than that. My faith can move mountains. Do you hear me? All right. It is not limited. It is effective. It is alive and lively. It is working. My faith is working. It is not passive. It is not sitting still. It is not laid back. It is not lifeless. It is not inactive. It is not unreceptive or unresponsive. That is not what my faith is. Amen, somebody. Remember I said that not having or the opposite of faith is mistrust or doubt. The way that um, not having faith and lacking faith tends to show passiveness is by the way it leaves you stuck and trapped you can't move forward in the things that you know you need to do or even in your thinking you can't move forward when you're lacking faith when you lack faith you cannot move forward in God period believing in God requires faith we can't see God as a man walking around the street I can see the God in you, but I can't see God like I can see my daddy. So it takes faith to believe in this gigantic God who died on the cross, who sent his son to die on the cross for my sins. It takes faith, right? It takes faith to believe that my check is $5,000 a month, but my bills are $7,000 a month. It takes faith to believe that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It takes faith, right? To believe that Jesus died on the cross for me some thousands of years ago so that I might be saved today in 2021. It takes faith, right? Amen, somebody. So earlier I gave you some examples of faith such as believing that the pew I'm sitting in or the chair I'm sitting in would not break or fall through. 
when I sat down or believing that the sky would not fall as I walked out of my house today or as I drove in the car to get here today. If I lacked faith and believed that the pew or chair would break when I sat down or if every time I walked out the house to go somewhere or drove in the car, I believed that the sky would fall, I would be stuck and kept from doing what I need to do in life. Why? Because of fear and my lack of faith. So before I move forward, let me provide you some things that we do in our everyday life that requires faith. And I'm going to try to use the acronym FAITH. I think it's going to come up on the board as well. So it takes faith to forgive. So forgiveness requires faith. That's the F in faith, right? So when we forgive others, we're hoping and expecting that when I'm forgiving you for whatever it is that you won't do it again. I'm having faith enough, strong belief that you won't do it again when I forgive you most of the time, right? As a matter of fact, I have strong faith. I I promise, I think you're not going to do it again. That's why I'm going to forgive you. We're required to forgive, period, even if you are going to do it again. But most of us, when we forgive, we're thinking, oh, they're not going to do it again. So that's the F in faith, forgiveness. We also show faith when we're being kind to others. Always being kind to others. Uh, We hope that the kindness we give out will be reciprocated or returned to us by that same person or by other people. The whole do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So that kind of requires faith, including others, children, when we're at school and we're playing and we need to, we're having faith there because we're treating people how we want to be treated. That takes faith. That's the I in faith. T, talking about Jesus. That's the T in faith. If we know someone is not saved, we're hoping and we have strong belief that our witness will not be in vain, but that our talking about Jesus will lead this person to Christ. And then the H, honoring our parents. If you've grown up in church any amount of time, we believe that honoring our parents is not only right, But we also have strong faith that when we honor them, our days will be long among the earth. That's what the Bible says. Again, I said that believing in God requires big faith. It requires faith in order to do that. So if we, like I said, if you've grown up in church, the Bible says that honor thy mother and thy father so that thy days may be long among the earth, right? So it takes faith to honor our parents. To believe that, oh man, I'm going to have a long life because of the way I treated my parents. Amen. So earlier I told you that we're going to be talking about faith in God, the story of who? Do you guys remember? Right. Rahab. We're going to watch a clip about the story of Rahab in just a moment. But before we watch it, I want to give you some key points to look for in this clip. Number one, Rahab was a woman from Jericho. Why is Jericho important? 
This is important because at this specific time in the video, Jericho was known as a pagan city where the people there served many gods except for the one true God. That's why this is important. So keep an eye out for that. She made bad choices. Rahab was a woman who made poor choices. The choices that she made with her body were not good choices. They did not glorify this God, the one true God. She did not know God. That's something to think about too. She heard stories about God and what God had done for the children of Israel, but she did not know him for herself. She did not have a personal relationship with God. She protected Joshua's spies. Joshua was the leader of the children of Israel after Moses had died. And she protected his spies. And we know that the children of Israel and Moses and Joshua are directly correlated or connected to God, knowing God. So she decided to protect these spies who knew God, but she didn't know God for herself. Again, she had only heard stories about him. And last but not least, she had faith in God. Huh. She had strong belief in someone or something, right? That faith word in God, in a God she didn't know for herself, but had only heard stories about. Isn't that something? Like, wow. Like, Rahab had this strong belief in God, in this God that she didn't know and that she did not serve and who's, where her life was completely the opposite of what God stood for. Huh. So we're going to watch this video really quick and I'll be back. It'll be on in a second. The Faithful Hall of Fame, Rahab. This is Rahab. Hi. Rahab lived in the town of Jericho in the Promised Land. Rahab was not an Israelite and she made bad choices. But God had a plan for Rahab, even though she was a sinner. Ah, all right. Now God told his people, the Israelites, hey, that's us. to go into the promised land. So Joshua sent two spies to search the land around the city of Jericho. Two spies came to Rahab's house to stay the night. But the king of Jericho heard that there were spies in his city, so he sent orders for Rahab to bring them out. Rahab hid the spies. Uh, 
come out, you hear? And told the king's men that it was true that the men were at her house, but she did not know where they were now. She told the king's men to go quickly to find the spies, because they could not have gone far. Go now! Oh, right. So the king's men rushed out to the city in pursuit of the Israelite spies. All the while, the Israelites hid on Rahab's roof. So Rahab went to them and said, I know the Lord has given you this land. We have heard of the great acts that God has done for you. Your God is the God of all the heavens and the earth. So please swear to me that you will be kind to my family. The spies agreed to this, and Rahab helped them escape from the city. Before they left, they told Rahab to tie a scarlet rope to the window. Yeah! Wow! Oops! This rope would serve as a mark for Rahab's house and would remind the Israelites of their promise to her. Thank you! Thank you! And so the spies were on their way. For three days, they hid from the king's men who were looking for them. Finally, they returned to Joshua and told them all they had seen. Rahab was remembered for her faithfulness, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies and put her trust in the one true God. Isn't that something? She was remembered for how she put her trust in God, in the one true God, and she had faith. This woman from Jericho, this place that did not serve God but had many gods at the time, this woman who did not personally have a relationship with God, this woman who did not go to church, who did not talk about God, but had only heard about God and how he'd saved the children of Israel and the things that he was doing for them. How amazing is that? That is amazing. She chose to have faith in Joshua's God. She had so much faith that she decided to disobey her king and hide Joshua's spies all because of faith. What's interesting about the story of Rahab is that Jesus's lineage can be traced right back to Rahab. How amazing is that? This woman who had no idea and did not choose God, he chose her. He put the faith in her. I need you to do this for me. He impressed on her heart to have faith to hide his spies and she saw the things that God was doing for the children of Israel and the promises that he kept to, for them and she said I want to know about this God how can I assist this God how can I serve this God this God who has done for the children of Israel he hasn't necessarily done anything in my life that I can tell but I see what he's doing in that person's life amen my God, she hid Joshua's spies all because of her faith. Think about what would have happened to Rahab if the king of Jericho had found out that she had lied about where she hid the soldiers. Think about it. 
In today's times, if a police officer would have knocked on Rahab's door and she told them that no one was there, but she had actually hidden them, <laughs> our police system is such that the uh, is that she would probably go to jail or be fined or in some type of trouble. At that time, she could have gone to jail as well. So she had literally put her freedom on the line for trust and believing a God she didn't know for herself. She believed that God would protect her. Sometimes having faith in God is not easy. I don't want to, you know, boast it up or make it bigger. It is not easy. But, I, but guess what? It's worth it. Sometimes having faith in God is not easy, but it is worth it. It is worth it. Can you say that? It's worth it. Look at your neighbor and say, it's worth it. It is worth it. Rahab, who did not know God, I want to get that in your hearts today. She did not know God, but she had faith in God. How much more should we as Christians and believers of God have faith in the God that we know can do things? Have faith that God can and will heal us. Amen, somebody? Having faith that God will provide for you as you open your business as you're lacking funds, as your bank account is in the negative. Amen, somebody, that he will, not that he may, he will provide for you. You can stand on the word of God and on his promises, having faith that your family is saved. Uh-huh. Some of y'all might be wondering, God, save my family. And he's saying, I can save your family and I will. I need you to have faith that I can do it faith that everything that you need God will provide it amen somebody faith that you can pass that class or that test our memory verse for today says that without faith we cannot please God we cannot please God and anyone saved or unsaved who comes to him must believe that he is real and and not only that, but we must also believe that he rewards those who truly want to find him. Rahab was not saved, but she believed. She believed in this God. And then she had some stipulations for the spies. Hey, think about my family when you return. I know you're going to come back and you're going to possess the land but I need you to think about my family when you do that. And they told her, put a red scarlet out, tie on your door so we'll know that it's your house and not to touch it. We know the scripture. God only requires to start out with faith the size of, the must, of a mustard seed to move mountains. No pun intended, but if you can't muster up more than that small amount of faith, no worries, God can work with that. He can work with that. He can, he can work with your mustard seed faith to start out with. Somebody needs to hear that. He can work with that. Look at your neighbor and say, he can work with that. If that's all you got, he can work with it. He can work with that mustard seed. Do you guys know how small a mustard seed is? It is so small. He can work with that. That's all he needs 
to work with. He needs your mustard seed faith. He needs your mustard seed faith to start out with. I want you to hear that today. We needed to hear this childlike lesson to know that God requires our faith. Saved or unsaved, he requires our faith. Some of us are battling some stuff alone by ourselves and we're praying, but we're lacking faith that he can do it. If you've ever seen a movie on TV, they kind of depict the person who, who isn't saved. To the per I don't know who I'm talking to up there. Could you do this for me? All he's requiring in this is this mustard seed faith. Some of us have forgotten this childlike principle that without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is impossible to please him without faith. We've forgotten that. We've gone on in our merry lives as adults and we pray and we do stuff, but are we really believing that God can do it? Are we really believing it? Some of us have gotten so caught up in our struggles and our battles that we needed this reminder today. So for the person who's afraid to open the business, he just needs your faith. For the parent that stays up worrying about your, ch your children or even your bills, he just needs your faith that he can do it. For the married couples that think your marriage is lost and believe it's a lost cause, he can do it. He just needs your faith. For the sick person who believes their sickness is, is too far gone, he just needs your faith. For the unbeliever that thinks you're too far out there, who thinks you're too dirty, he just needs your faith. He just needs your yes. God is looking for your faith so he can show out, so that he can show out on your behalf today he just needs your faith he just needs your faith amen somebody so I want to pray for you really quick about your faith somebody really needed to I know I needed to hear it but before I pray is there anyone in here who doesn't know this God that I'm talking about? You've heard about him. You've seen what he's done in other people's lives. You're much like Rahab. Your, how, your, your life doesn't glorify God. You're out there. If you don't know God and you want to get to know this God we're talking about that only requires a mustard seed of faith to work on your behalf and he just requires you to believe he can do it. He's sitting there saying, I can really fix that. I can do that. But they don't believe. He's sitting there like, just, just believe. Just believe I can do it so I can show you I can do it there's someone in here who wants to get to know this God we're talking about today the doors of the church are open to you
you want to raise your hand and you want someone to meet you where you are, we'll come to you. Amen. 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 Is there another? Is there another who wants to give their life to God? We won't move without you. Amen. We're waiting for you. He want to meet you right where you are. He wants to meet your faith right where it is. Even with that little mustard seed of faith, he wants to meet you right there. And maybe you're saved already, but you've backslidden and you want to give your life back to God. You can come on down too. Amen. Okay, this morning we have David May Sr. and he's from New York. He's actually my great granddaughter's grandfather. Okay. Amen. And then also we have Calvin Rollins, and he wishes to join the Mount Calvary family. Amen. Amen. Mr. David and Mr. Calvin. I'm sorry, I don't have my mask. So you want to give your life to God today? You want to tell him yes? Amen. So what we're going to do, I want to pray with us all. And then after I pray with you all, we're going to have you go with one of our uh, ministers or deacons in the back so we can give some information from you and we can go through that process with you. Um, and I'm excited about what God is going to do in your life and how he's going to move some mountains for you. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful that you said yes to him and he can work with that little bitty mustard seed faith. Amen. All right, let's pray, guys. God, we thank you so much for your word today, God. We thank you, God, that all you require is our faith to move mountains. And if all we have is mustard seed faith, God, you can work with that. God, help us to re really rely on your word and on your truth, God. Help us to stand on your word as we navigate life, God, as we navigate this world, God. Help us to stand truly on your word with our faith, God. Just like Rahab, some of us don't know you, maybe. Some of us have only heard about what it is you can do. And I, and I pray for that person, God, for those people, even virtually, God. Give them the faith the desire, the faith to step out on your word and step out and trust you in the name of Jesus. For the parent God that feels lost and don't know what to do, 
Remind them of the faith that you require so that you can move on their behalf, God. Because we know today and what we learned today is that without faith, it is impossible to please you. So help us to have faith. For us struggling to pay our bills month to month. God, give us the faith to believe that you can do it and that you can provide ways out of no way. For the business owner that looks to open up a business but is afraid and doesn't know which way to go, God, help their faith in the name of Jesus. For the young person that's struggling with school exams, number one, give them the drive and the desire to study and then give them faith that they need for you to help them to pass this test, God. Help us today. Remind us of your word. Remind us of your truth. You're all we need, God. And I'm so grateful that you've given us you and that you've given us the tools to navigate our everyday life. And one of those tools is your word and the other is faith, God. In the name of Jesus and all for your glory, amen. Charlene and before we get out of here um, we're going to do offering on the way out and we can follow the directions of the ushers um, so as they lead you out there will be baskets in the door um, for offering amen Are there any announcements that we need to hear? Everything's good? Okay. All right. Now unto him who is able. Okay, I thought I heard someone, sorry. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory. With exceeding great joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints agree. Amen. for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, 
or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.